Welcome back to Amerisogyny. Take a stand. I am your host, Hannah Blue. In the first episode, we covered gaslighting and how it destroys self-esteem in romantic relationships. This is episode two. And today we will cover some reasons straight people choose to remain single and the correlation these reasons have with global population decline. So let's get into it. The top five reasons some straight people choose to remain single and the consequences of declining rates of healthy, committed relationships. The number of straight people who choose to remain single is staggering. This has a direct correlation to population decline on a global scale. And there are many reasons why. The shift in women opting not to align themselves with men they view as inferior has produced global ramifications. China, Japan, and South Korea are facing staggering declines in population. And if they don't find solutions soon, they may never recover. Do I feel most women want to be alone? No, but I do believe they feel they have no other choice. The options of finding good men appear to be slim. Research shows women are no longer willing to settle for men who aren't emotionally available, have poor communication skills, and unmatched values. They'd rather be alone than to tolerate abuse, cheating, and inattentiveness. So what do I mean by this? Here's a good example. There are some men who believe they can insult you, then ask you to have a conversation with them. And in their minds, if you say no, you're the one with the problem. You have issues. You're unhealed. They do everything except face the fact they are socially inept and repulsive. The top five reasons straight people choose to be alone. One, past trauma as children. There are people who watch their parents have a bad marriage and have decided they don't want to repeat the cycle. In societies where the woman is expected to cater to the needs of her husband and children and in-laws, often neglecting herself, it is the children who end up internalizing the negative effects of their parents' marriage. They may develop suppressed anger towards their mothers for being a doormat or anger towards their fathers for being a bully, or vice versa. Either way, they decide. I will not repeat the cycle of hurt, shame, and dissatisfaction. For the little girls who grew up without fathers, some who have never seen a man in charge, learn to take charge of their own lives. They don't see a reason to depend on a man for anything. This could be out of fear they will be disappointed or it could be they don't view men as relevant to living full and satisfying lives. These women are often independent, ambitious, and headstrong. They have a hard time accepting male authority in any setting. They may be secretly distrustful of men. As adults, they come to realize they don't want to be mistreated or get hurt. No one with common sense wants to be taken for a ride. No one wants to invest time into someone who does not deserve the love and support they have shown. It wreaks havoc on your mind to waste time on someone who is not worthy of you. 
Coming out of a relationship with someone who was unworthy of you is akin to taking a shower when you're covered in mud. You can never get clean enough. It takes time and effort to remove the dirt and grime left by some people. And some people don't want to go through that, especially people who have experienced a bad breakup. There are people who willfully waste someone's time knowing they had no intention of fulfilling the partner's needs. There are several reasons for this. The person could be a narcissist. There are people out there whose self-esteem borders from low to high based on who they think they are perceived by others. Those who think lowly of themselves are aware they can't lift their own self-image, so they seek to bring down the self-esteem of their partners. They're very much aware that their partners can do a lot better than them, and they are afraid once their partners realize this, they will be left behind. In the beginning, the narcissist love bombs their intended victims. They make them believe they are the perfect ideal partner. They are attentive, supportive, reliable, kind, patient, and dependable. They cater to the intended victim's every need. They make certain they show up when needed. Some people are masters at deception. They can keep the ruse going for as long as a year or two before a single red flag begins to show. And by the time they do, it's too late. The victim has fallen for the predator. Once a narcissist sees they have the victim right where they want them, they begin to play games. They fall back. They begin withdrawing the volume of love and support so quickly, the target is caught off guard. At first, the target doesn't realize what's happening. They just know something is off. It could be a missing good morning text, which can be explained away by, I was busy. Listen, no one is ever too busy to give you attention. People give attention when they want to give it. And if they don't, they won't. So when you hear the I was busy excuse, listen to your gut. The narcissist is playing with your mind. Now that they have you, they sometimes lose interest. And when that happens, you are no longer exciting to them. And maybe... You never were. The hardest pill to swallow is realizing you were never special to this person. You were simply a means to an end. Something to add benefit to their lives. A tool to be used. No more than a pen or computer mouse to search your mind and soul for vulnerability and past trauma. Picture a spider wrapping a bug in their web. They've wrapped you up so tight you can't move. You don't want to. You've been made to believe an illusion of happily ever after. So you feel comfortable and snug. Yet you're not with a prince or a princess. You don't realize they're sucking the blood right out of you. But they do. And once you're dry, there is nothing they can do with your shell. They've spent a lot of time learning you. Like chemistry or physics. Until they find your weaknesses. Maybe you didn't grow up with a father, or maybe you grew up with a toxic father, so they know exactly what you need. Lots of false praise. They will give you a false, strong male presence. Let you think they're taking care of you, 
but they're not. They're taking care of themselves, and that is the end game. It's all about them. Keep in mind that narcissists cannot be changed. They are natural predators. They have learned how to seek out people who are kind, empaths, people who want to love and receive love. So once the person begins withholding love, attention, affection, the target is baffled. They try so hard to win back all of these things from the predator, but it's a losing battle. These things were never there to begin with. They never existed. It was all an illusion, a game to be played, a gamble where the predator takes all of the winnings and the target becomes bankrupt. The target loses their self-worth, confidence, and peace of mind and gain anxiety, depression, confusion, sadness, and loneliness. The narcissist seldom breaks the cycle unless they've lined up one or more targets. And once they do, they leave the victim and move on to the next. But make no mistake, the narcissist always keeps tabs on the former targets. Not because they love them. Not because they miss them. It's because they miss having access to them. They miss the love and support they received. The comfort. These people are extremely selfish. The thought of you giving these things to another person makes them physically ill. This may sound grim, but it's true. They'd rather see you dead than be properly loved by someone else. That's why the ratio of men killing former female partners is so high. Intimate femicide or intimate partner homicide are murders committed by a current or former husband or boyfriend. More than 35% of female murders around the world are done by an intimate partner. They secretly hate you. Now that's a hard pill to swallow for some. To know the person they gave their all to. The person they loved more than anything in the world never wanted anything more than to see them suffer. It's rather sick if you think about it. They don't treat the next target or targets any better. Some narcissists learn with each target they conquer. Many people make the mistake of thinking they will treat someone else better. They don't. They also deceive themselves into thinking if they give them another chance, things will be better. But they never are. You've already showed them you're willing to accept disrespect. And your self-esteem the second time around is lower than it was when they first met you. In their eyes, you're even more pathetic now. So they waste very precious time in getting around to the disrespect as they did the first time. It won't take one to two years before you begin seeing the toxic behavior again. It's more like one to two weeks or one to two months. In their minds, why hide it? You've already shown what you're willing to accept. Months don't change these people. Years don't change them. Your love won't change them. You cannot fill a glass that has a hole in the bottom. It's hollow and it will always leave you thirsty and lacking. And this is just the women who choose their romantic partners. Some women who don't have a choice in whom they marry want to remain single as well. And with good reason. 
Culturally accepted killings exist in part of the Middle East, South Asia, and also in migrant communities in Australia, Europe, and the U.S. They're called honor murders. Honor murders are homicides of girls and women, and the perpetrator is most often a male intimate partner or a male family member. Why do they kill? Even if they think a woman has done something wrong, be it premarital sex or pregnancy, cheating or rape, that's an excuse for murder. These males use femicide as a twisted way to preserve the family's reputation, to adhere to misinterpreted religious practices and traditions. It may also be a selfish excuse to hide incest. It stands to reason why women from families such as this are reluctant to enter into intimate relationships. Most of the girls and women are forced to marry men they would never choose. And if they leave, they often end up maimed or dead. One reason some men may choose to remain single is having access to many people. And for some men, selfishness is at the root of this choice. According to research, more men choose to have more dating options than women. And this often leads to men ending up dying alone with no one to care for them once they grow old. In South Korea, the issue of lonely deaths or gadoska are very common. A lonely death is when someone, usually a man, who lives alone and is cut off from family and relatives dies by suicide or illness and their bodies are found after a certain amount of time has passed. How bad is it? In 2021, 3,378 lonely deaths were recorded. So why does this happen? One factor is disconnection. Another is rejection. Young men who want to date multiple partners with no intention of committing miss out on building strong, intimate connections with women. They don't learn the necessary skills needed to function in a romantic relationship. Some men engage in revenge porn where they secretly record themselves having sex with women without the women's knowledge. As a result, there is a disconnect between finding viable, loving partners because the women reject these types of men. If women feel they cannot rely on the men to respect them, protect them, and be good providers, they choose to remain single or file for divorce. Men are at risk of dying lonely deaths if they experience divorce or employment loss, especially if they were unfamiliar with performing household duties and scheduling medical appointments. And who do they depend on for these tasks? Women. Therefore, the ones who choose to remain lifelong bachelors end up suffering in the end. Revenge porn and lonely deaths are issues that plague South Korea. And I'd like to note, South Korea, along with China and Japan, have significant declines in global population. Not all men are selfish. According to research, when some men get hurt after relationships end, their pride gets in the way. They get angry and they obsess over what they perceive to be the weaknesses that cause them to be hurt in the relationship. These types are insecure and choose to date multiple women because they know they won't commit. Meeting new women boosts the self-esteem that drops after a breakup. For them, superficial dating or rebounds are attractive. 
For some men, it's all about image. How others perceive them is crucial. They don't want to appear damaged or broken. So they appear to move on faster than women. They view women as no more than conquests, not human beings with genuine feelings and worth. Since they don't invest the time to understand what went wrong in the relationship and heal from a breakup, they never have successful long-term relationships. When insecure men move on quickly, it prevents them from connecting with their partners on a deeper level. But if a man can regain his self-worth, then he'll be able to function as a loving, viable partner in a relationship. However, it takes time to decipher who a man is. And some women don't want to roll the dice on a relationship and end up with a man who is insecure. And this leads me to number four, not wanting to settle. In today's times, the rate of educated women are at an all-time high. Some women are rejecting men who can't support themselves financially. No woman worth her salt wants to align with a man who has no job, sits at home playing video games where he's not earning an income, or driving her car while she's stuck at work. Women who accept these things from these types of men have little to no self-esteem. Women who are confident view their partners as extension of themselves. In a confident woman's mind, if she's dating trash, then she is trash. And no intelligent, confident woman views herself as trash. That doesn't mean she's a gold digger or superficial. Every woman has the right to choose a viable partner she will be happy with. And if a man doesn't fit the bill, then she has the right not to settle. Number five, inadequacy. Some people are aware they don't have the essential skills to be good partners in a relationship and they've accepted it. Then there are those who are unhealed. They realize they were left bitter and angry by a past relationship. These are the people who still have some sense of decency and they don't want to ruin someone else's life with their unhealed trauma. So they may or may not commit to doing the work it takes to become a healthy, healed, and whole person who is ready to engage in a loving, committed partnership. Some people never heal from a breakup and it's best they remain single. And a bonus reason I'm adding is some people are set in their ways or unwilling to compromise. There are some people who have been alone for so long, they have become accustomed to their own company. They like to come and go as they please without consulting a partner. And for women who may have raised children, a lot of their options might include men with children and they choose not to become stepmothers. They don't want the responsibility of becoming emotionally attached to someone else's children, or they may not want to deal with the other parent. There's a lot of drama that sometimes follows men with children. They still may be emotionally attached to the mother of their children, or they may harbor bitterness towards the mother, or secretly may not want the mother to move on with her life. These men want their cake and eat it too. And some men thrive off of pitting women against each other because it boosts their fragile egos. Some women are rejecting these types of immature men. They see no benefit in getting into a relationship with one, so they choose to be alone. And all. Relationships make the world go round. 
Relationships affect global economies. They affect our communities, governments, and way of life. If people are not producing children, who will fill the schools? Who will supply the labor markets? Who will stimulate the economies? We need relationships to thrive. We need viable partners to reproduce future generations. But it takes work on both sides to bring this to fruition. If no one is willing to do the work, populations will continue to decline to the point of no return. And if that happens, how will that shape life as we know it? And I'm out of time. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend. Thank you for listening. I will be back with more stories. Have a good day and God bless.